It is Sunday, March 9th, and you are listening to the Outsiders Comicast. Outsiders Comic Cast. I am Wade Wilberforce Saline here with Mark Gibson and Khalil Goodman. So, we've got some reviews for you today and some news. But first of all, guys, how's it been going? It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. What's up? Oh, well, uh, I guess I've, I've officially entered my, was it four? Woo! Happy birthday. Year. Happy birthday, yeah. Gibson. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of cool. Um, Where's Kate? Yeah, there was Kate. There was some. Um, There's no Kate thing. here. No, sorry, bro. Khalil and Ricky. Sorry, how old are you? Uh, my dog ears. It really is. <laughs> um, 33. Oh, yeah. Oh, impressive. Yeah. yeah. They figured naked, but here I am. <laughs> um, I think that's only four or five in dog ears. Not sure. Well, that's um, how we market. Yeah, right. Is that, is that low? Dogs? I think it's seven years. Seven Every years. Seven. seven. Okay. Do- that's the equivalent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, another plus for cats. Cats live longer. They do. Yes, you can actually be eighteen years old. Huh. Dogs twelve. Twelve. Little dogs go to about fourteen, and that's about it. Little dogs live longer than big dogs. Yes, because big dogs have more stress on their stru- skeletal structures, etc. Okay. That's interesting. Hmm. So what are you guys? What's happening? Um, see, well, I'm really busy. School, personal projects, gym. Um, yeah. But see, I'm pretty good, enjoying stuff. How's your little one doing? My little ones, they're both good. Um, Kaylee just had her four month shots on Friday, so she was a mess yesterday, crying and cranky, and it was a struggle. But you know, this will pass. But even good. though it's a personal thing, you want to tell the listeners the mm-hmm. ages of your daughters? My daughters are eight and four months old, um, both sweet. Both just as cute as their dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I, you know, I would like to go for a boy, but until I win the Mega Six or the Super Lotto, that is not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm stuck at two girls. Uh, I don't have much going on except uh, uh, photo stuff. Um, I shot some stuff for a magazine last week when we were supposed to be recording this show, which uh, hopefully will be out uh, in two months' time. Very okay. excited to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing else. What magazine uh, is it? So this it. is Living Barbados, okay. uh, which is not not the type of thing that I shoot, but they approached me for something. I think it should be pretty cool. So Living Barbados, I uh, got some stuff coming up for Islandista magazine, and uh, hopefully M People Barbados will hire me for some more stuff. Um, as I brag, uh, <laughs> I will also say I don't have much else going on except for the gym. So uh, please indulge me. With that, um, that's about it. I've been listening to a massive amount of podcasts other than ours. Uh, and uh, I should probably give a shout out to the guys from Mutant A Day podcast because they gave us a shout out and me specifically. Awesome. Um, they do a podcast uh, centered around the X-Men. It comes out once every six weeks or so. So uh, I want to say hi to Anthony and Ruben and Kellen and Aaron. 
I think not to Kelly and Aaron. Um, lots of great podcasts out there. When you're downloading ours, make sure to check out some of the other ones that are out there. Some good comic book podcasts. That's it for me. All right, well, let's get into some comic book news. And that's Mark Gibson's area. So, Gibson, take it away. Well, we've got a few, a small number, I guess, of news coming out uh, this week. Uh, top of the list is the Fox show Gotham, the upcoming show. They've added the young Bruce Wayne and young Selina Kyle um, to their cast list. Fourteen-year-old uh, David Mo Mozos, that's a weird name. Anyway, he's formerly of the Keither Southern Southern Vehicle Touch. He joins the cast as the pre-pubescent, well, actually teenaged Dark Knight to be uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, the producers of the show also picked newcomer Cameron. By Condova to play the teeny bopper Selena. Along with the casting announcement, the Fox show was quick to remind fans not to expect young Bruce to ever don the cape and cowl, or for the then teenage thief Selena to ever go full Catwoman. Um, because he's ten years old. Yeah. It's not gonna ever. <laughs> what the the whole show is him at ten or no, 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 the whole show is about the Gotham PD. Specifically, him being a 10, 10 year old, stage, not like maybe 16 or something. No, no, it's about Gotham PD. The Bruce Wayne and Selena. He's just a peripheral character. He's not really. Well, I mean, they're going to be kids, so I don't know how it all slits. Oh, so it's not really. It's not Smallville, it's, it's Gotham PD. Bruce. It's about Jim Gordon. Oh, yeah. Jim Gordon. Oh. I mean, Bruce will lose his his parents, obviously. Oh. But. Um, yeah. This show is not on my radar at all. Mine either. Um, and I like Gotham PD. That's yeah. what. I mean. That's brought Renee Montoya and all of those characters uh, out of the Batman series, but so is this, is this, it's a procedural, or you get to see it's them a procedural. It's, it's but it's, like with like a superhero supervillain type twist, or they go against supervillains, or yeah, you're gonna see you're gonna see some of the um, Batman villains passing through. Uh, probably not as the full Dark Knight villains because I mean they're still pretty young themselves, right? Yeah, they won't be a. They won't be adults either, right. so you won't be able to see the Batman villains. Right. But you, you get a sense of Gotham and the world, I guess, and with... I mean, um, does Bruno anybody Halle? want to see a teenage uh, Cobblepot no. being bullied? I mean, I don't... I, I mean, I, and my thing is, Gotham's a weird place, but I think the weirdest only really started happening once Batman showed up. So, I mean, you're not going to get a lot of freaky type serial killers and stuff, but I don't know. I guess they have an angle in the world. So well, they're actually having Oswald as, as one of the villains for the show. Um, a villain? Yeah. yeah. Like, like an emerging sociopath. Um, okay. And um, and Harvey Bullock will be in it. And um, we'll see. Yeah, the other members of the cast include Donnell Luke as Detective Harvey Bullock, Zabrinia Girov as Sergeant Sarah, Sarah Essing, which is um, Jim Gordon's wife yeah. to be. Um, Evan Richards as Barbara Keane, Sean Turtwee as Alfred Pennyworth, Robin Lord Taylor as the Penguin, and Jada Pinkett Smith as Flash Mooney, who's part of the Penguin's boss. Jada Pinkett, isn't it? Yeah. In other news, um, time to get excited fans of the Green Lantern anime series. No, the show isn't coming back, not that excited, but it will be coming to Blu ray on March 18th. All 26 episodes will be in HD and the set can be pre-ordered on Amazon for the low price of $29.99 US. 
And wrapping up our news, Saga Darling and fan favorite artist, Fiona Staples, will be doing a variant cover for Miles Morales' May relaunch. Staples has routinely done gorgeous covers for DC Comics, Wildstorm, Archie, IDW, and Dark Horse, but this will be the first time she's done a cover for a Marvel publication. The publication in question will be Ultimate Spider-Man 1, and this new number 1 follows in the aftermath of Ultimate Comics Universe's suffering and cataclysm. So that's generally it for our news cap this week. Uh, I just want to add in uh, two quick things about that I was reading that I thought was kind of cool. Um, anyone here watches the TV show Girls? I do not. No, I do not. Okay, so just me. Um, so Girls is the HBO show uh, starring, written, and produced by uh, Lena Dunham. Um, she stars in it? Yeah, oh, she's okay. the star. She plays Hannah Horvath. Oh, um, and uh, it's produced by Judd Apatow. She's kind of a polarizing kind of character, although I really like girls, some people don't, um, but it's been a good hit for HBO. Um, Archie Comics has hired her to do a four-part miniseries coming out in 2015. Uh, partly, Lena Dunham uh, is an avid Archie collector and has been for a, a, a while since she was a child. She has first edition still in plastic sleeves. Um, she says it's culturally significant and personally significant, and so she's wildly excited for the opportunity to do this work. Uh, this is the first move that um, the new creative, direct, creative officer of Archie, Roberta Aguirre-Sacasa, has done um, and said that she'll be starting fit for their band. For their brand. Um, I know you, Wade, are really enjoying Affleck with Archie. I am. Um, Fantastic. Seems like they're going to be doing lots of different spin-offs. They're also going to give Sabrina uh, her own series spinning off from Affleck with Archie. Um, but I think this is kind of cool to have a kind of, you know, hip writer do a four-part miniseries. Um, apparently it's going to be centered around the idea of a reality TV show being filmed in Riverdale. So, that's one thing. And the other thing that I thought was cool is that Louis Simonson has been hired to write Super Secret Crisis War, which is a new miniseries. Um, that will bring Samurai Jack, Powerpuff Girls, Ben 10, yeah, Dexter's that. Lab, and Ed, Ed and Eddie together for a six-part miniseries. I'm looking forward to that. For IDW. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That sounds really cute, yeah. actually. All of them will be drawn in their own specific uh, art styles, but they'll yeah. all be all crossover. Yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to be horrible. <laughs> you no, know, don't say that. Yes, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Well, uh, what was the last crossover, decent crossover you've actually read? Really? In, in any any country? Uh, Unity was pretty good. Unity? Yeah. But Unity is over in Valiant. Yeah, yeah that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just looked at all these little kind of iconic little cute um, cartoon cartoon. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go. Cartoon Network. Just about take it for what it is. Yeah, um, exactly. And and enjoy. Uh, what is Samurai Jack's main villain? I don't know because you guys read it. Aku. Right, drawing up with. Um, uh, oh, Mojo Jojo. Yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I can see that happening. You could yeah, see that. Happening. I can see Aku and Mojo Jojo yeah. to work together. Yeah, <laughs> the artist will be Deck Deck Derek Charm, um, and uh, I think that's really. Yeah. Cool. I, oh, and him too, because him is the Paul Puff Girls. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the cover that they've shown is like half the characters going against each other, yeah. and like thing, and Mojo Jojo seems to be the one that they're going to choose. But it's it's um, cute. It's a. Uh, let me just show you guys. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Crossover cover. Yeah, that's cool. We'll tweet that out. 
about the episode. dark and everything. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, yeah. Good. So uh, just two kind of um, interesting little. I thought there are a lot of other publishers are making yeah. kind of more yeah. interesting choices. Yeah, because I mean, the artists of Ivan are actually after life in this. I love, I love this stuff. I only crossovers like that. Anybody read um, Punisher versus Archie back in the day? Nope. That is just that is so good. <laughs> that was so good. So ridiculous, it's so good. <laughs> Alright, well, um, I guess it's time for some reviews we've done with our news. Um, should we start with. Cleo, what are you reviewing? You want to start with um, uh, She Hulk? Yeah. Okay. So I am reviewing She Hulk 1 and 2 today. Uh, this is part of the second wave of Marvel now. And um, Jennifer has had how many books? This is the point? fourth yeah. She Hulk series. Only four? Are you sure? Uh, I think so. Yeah. This is the fourth volume. Yeah. Uh, I can look that up. I don't think it's the fifth. Um, but she's had quite a few. Yes, she has. And uh, this is being written by Charles Sewell and drawn by Javier Pulido. I uh, should note that Charles Sewell was once a, a lawyer for quite a while. And okay, it shows. Um, so, uh, the premise of this is that... Um, she is going to try and balance being a lawyer and a superhero at the same time. Um, Before you get into it, can she shift or is she stuck at shield? She seems to be now entirely except a six foot something mm -hmm. green woman. Okay. I have not seen her as shifting back. Actually, quite a while. Uh, there was a recent issue of Mighty Avengers, mm -hmm. where she actually shifted, she had to go in to talk to somebody, so she shifted back to Jennifer Walters. Oh, I haven't seen it. So, but as far as we remember with She-Hulk, she's always had the capacity to shift, she's not like Bruce Banner. Mm -hmm. um, so she can shift, but she just prefers to stay as the, mm -hmm. you know, tall, buxom, yeah. sexy. Yeah, all through the Avengers with Bendis, he didn't really present her as, mm. as Jennifer Walters. And then FF, that finished recently with Matt Fraction, she stayed as the She-Hulk. This series also has her as She-Hulk. So, uh, quick premise. We start off with her um, at her law firm, Payne & Luckberg, and uh, she goes for her review, and they say that they won't be giving her a bonus even though she has billed 3,000 hours with them for the year. Uh, 3,000 hours. Uh, because they expected that she would use her connections to superheroes to get them more work. So they wanted uh, Tony Stark, to be filing patents with them and Reed Richards, etc. And so she gets so angry that she smashes the table and leaves, she quits the law firm. Um, and so this first issue kind of goes through the premise of uh, she meets a woman in a law, uh, a law bar, which seems to be something we're gonna see a lot of, there's a lot of drinking in this first issue. Um, and an ex-villain's uh, wife, um, brings her uh, evidence that Tony Stark used technology from this villain to uh, create some tech for Stark tech. So uh, she goes to Tony Stark's company to talk to him, but because it's a legal issue, she's um, set up to speak to their legal person, who's just called legal, who seems to be some kind of uh, supernatural, well, strangely, weirdly supernatural legal character um, and he kicked her ass in court and so she goes to investigating the 
ex-villain's text, she finds evidence that Tony Stark did benefit from the uh, guy's tech from and somebody from Stark used it and um, he ultimately pays off, he settles in court with the villain's wife and Jennifer Walters is picking up to start her own law firm. So that's the first one, which was called Motion. Um, and so, do you want me to do the second one too so we can discuss it? them together yeah yeah so the second one um which is now called uh which is issue called and question mark um kind of falls on pretty quickly she's opened the law firm and we find out that she's in a building rented by uh, uh what looks to be a supporting character sharon king who used to be a mutant and then lost her powers after md she attended the xavier school uh there's a cool little joke that she was like Storm, but she's more like a drizzle. Uh, but her her building is leased to businesses run by people with superpowers because people with superpowers have find a hard time getting buildings because of insurance issues or because of their powers, etc. So she, her entire company is to rent thing buildings out to uh, people with powers. And um, in a weird little, I think she makes time to be a villain, but maybe not. Uh, she helped get a new uh, assistant. assistant, Mrs. Huang, who's Chinese, who goes everywhere with her rhesus monkey. The rhesus monkey may or may not have powers. A rhesus monkey or a rhesus monkey? Rhesus monkey. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is a bit racist to have or have a monkey, right? Um, and there seems to be some kind of weirdness happening with Miss Huang as well, because uh, when Jennifer goes to her room of tons of people who want to be legal assistants, uh, it's full, and then when she does the first interview uh, it's empty and it's just Mrs. Huang there so don't know what will happen there there seems to be a running issue with that someone has a is suing the Avengers um, and Jennifer and the others are named in it so she gets tired of the fact that she has no clients and she's being sued that she goes out for drinks with Patsy Walker aka Hellcat they get very drunk and well, Hellcat gets smashed yeah well Hellcat gets smashed and they go to fight AIM and while fighting AIM, uh, they just kind of work out their anger on <laughs> um, some AIM robots and AIM scientists. And that part is probably the better. Like, this was a better issue, the two of them, uh, of the two. And She-Hulk finishes up by saving Patsy from some robots, smashing her, um, her aggressions out. And it finishes with... Uh, Christoph Vernan, who's Dr. Doom's son, uh, coming to her and saying that he's seeking political asylum and he wants her to help him, uh, which means that next issue, she help will go up against Victor Von Doom. So that's the end of the two issues. Very quick, um, different feel altogether for this book. Very funny, but not in the way that the last she Hulk was. Um, very much a balance between being a superhero and superhero and being a, a lawyer so there's a lot of lawyering in there but even though it sounds on paper kind of like dry it's actually pretty fun uh, especially the second issue more so than the first um, guys responses uh, well we've got a member on the forum Chris he's your friend Antonio Chris Cathcart yeah he's been uh, kind of up in arms about the fact that she has gone yet another um, series He's a firm believer in Storm. 
Um, I think Star Wars should finally get her own her own solo series. Um, after reading both issues, I like it. It's kind of like a superhero I might be, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's what I thought too. Just superhero I might be. And both issues, you kind of see Jennifer going through places of collecting her own her own supporting cast because she did offer Hellcat at the end of issue two um, to come on board as her private investigator. Yep. Which is kind of cool. Uh, I'm not sure how well it crosses over because in the thing is, it's the last issue or the last two issues of Mighty Avengers. Um, she helped make an appearance and she kind of acts as legal counsel for the Mighty Avengers. Um, but it's, it's good to see more of the legal aspects of Jennifer coming out, especially her own series. Um, it's, it is a fun read. It's not as, as comedy-centered as her previous run. I do like the art, the art on it, though. The art is kind of cool. Yeah, I like the art on it. Um, it fits, it fits kind of well, I think. Can you go look at it? I didn't actually read this book, so... Nobody uh, uh, take a look at it. Uh, but yeah, um, it reads pretty well. The colors are. Kind of reminds me of Alred's um, FF. Yeah, it's kind of like Alred, but yeah. it's not as. Um, it's not as queerish. Yeah, but yeah. Right. But the, the colors, I think, complement because She Hulk is a green character. Um, but all the colors in the book somehow manage to complement or contrast. She didn't want to read this. It looks fun. Um, the art is fun. Pretty good. Um, the art is nice and cool. Very action oriented when it needs to be. Um, and the writer is doing a, a pretty good job so far. Two books in. Yeah, like I said, I actually didn't read it myself, so I really can't comment. But it looks like fun. Uh, I'll probably take it up and give it a shot. How do you read it, Kalu? Um, uh, one was not. I, like, I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as two. I would give one a 3.5. I would give two a four. Um, I feel like the two of them together are a very strong opening. Um, and I think for the most part, the interactions with the <laughs> assistant, Mrs. Huang, that whole section, I liked very much. And her interaction with Patsy, I liked very much. Okay. I feel like those, the, the characterization is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the same way that the Captain Marvel book, people wanted more punching, mm-hmm. that they're meaning to be more of the superhero part of it. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, is we'll probably get into this when we discuss Moon Knight later. It seems like Marvel is trying to have superhero books that have different feels instead of just fight and fight punchy book because they have the yeah, ten Avengers books to do that in. Um, so these solo series can have a little bit more uh, variety of creativity. So um, moreover, I think yeah, um, if we yeah if we did the two of them together, I'd probably give them a four individually. Maybe each of them are only three point five by themselves. Okay. They're good, but they're not spectacular. Like the Black Widow and the Miss Marvel that we re- we reviewed last episode were both much stronger openings. Right. These are both like, okay, potential. They need to do a little bit more, but Charles' writing is good. Yeah. I, I, I can give both of them a four, although I would say individually first um, issue, I only give a three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second issue, I liked a lot more. 
and I like both books overall because I'll be strong continuity. So the first book starts out with is talking about her relationship with, with Tony Stark. Um second book features her relationship with Hellcat and it gives you a sense of continuity for the character overall, mm-hmm. which is kinda cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I think what's important that is that showed up in this issue is that she's not the Hulk. Like she's not a dark, tragic character. Mm-hmm. She's more she's always been more of a fun, um, kind of energetic, mesmerizing kind of character. And you know what's good. weird? They played that up. She's like a female Dick Grayson. Oh yeah. I see you. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a slut sufferer. <laughs> yes, being sexually open. But but I mean or she, like she's she's tied a lot to, to her cousin Bruce, who is a dark, tragic character. Yeah. And even though she's she's literally you know of his blood, she isn't that. She's the opposite of that. She is um, a lot more outgoing, a lot more friendly, a lot more. That's true. Kind of got, she That's true. Kind of got a better, um, better deal. Her, she's still gorgeous. She doesn't lose her. Well, she's, she's a female she's character. Right. I mean, so right away she's good. Right, but she also maintains her personality. Basically, she never goes on a rampage. That's like yeah. from day one, she was always intelligent. Right. Even though she was being hunted, you ever read the first series? Man, she's being the white half dress. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, I bought those old issues from Graphic Fancy Store, the one that was in Sheridan first. They had a whole bunch of them. And it was her being a little bit of Graphic Fancy. I have never heard of that store. I know that really? you and Bob Lee say that store existed. Yeah, Homer, well, yeah, that was Homer's, some relation or connection to him. I just never knew about that store. I love that store. I used to go in there and buy all my all those old books since I first got started. Mm. And there was a Sheila run in there. Um, it was a guy called Lou Moulton, I can't remember, was hunting her and, or something. She was, she was a change, I don't know her identity, but this she was still intelligent, but she was... Was that the Savage she helped? Savage she helped, yeah. She okay. was intelligent, but still angry. It was good. Yeah. Alright, we can move it on to our next set of reviews. Um, I guess we'll pick in the Marvel family. We have all Marvel except for one, so... Yeah, I had no input into this this week, but I would toss in some other stuff. Thank you, Gibson. You're asking, but yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm not blaming anybody. <laughs> All right, we're gonna jump right into another number one. Um, Marvel has had a slew of number ones um, recently. Uh, a lot of books are. Well, it's the next wave of Marvel now. Yep. Now. Now, now. And we're going with Magneto, number one. Um, even before the book came out, it's been it's been very much hyped. I've had one person comparing Magneto in this book to being like a James Bond-esque type character. Um, basic premise, Magneto is running off on his own and he's taking out people who have been um, instrumental in the war against mutant kind. Um, the story starts out with Magneto fighting this guy who um, was involved in crimes against um, evolution and genetic code. <laughs> crimes against evolution. And Magneto had a quiet conversation with him, which starts off with Magneto pulling on his gut, this guy's feelings from his head, and finishes with Magneto replacing the metal on his head with, well, fresh metal. Yeah, there's an entire panel which kind of gruesomely details that. Um, and it deals a bit with, with kind of ties into to the excellent book with him and Spock where Magneto is pretty much underpowered and it's changing his, his modus operandi. So instead of him flying across the country at will using his magnetic powers, he's 
a lot more, what's the word, low tech. So he's traveling by car, he's staying in, showing motels, and he's got a court board full of cases, I guess you can call it, where he's going after people who have... So explain something to me, um, Philly, you probably know better. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, Magneto um, says that he used to be able to build all the sophisticated machinery and computers and shit, yep. and now he has to rely on old laptops and stuff. His deep, uh, sorry, his lessening of power resulted in a loss of intellect, or no, I don't know how. Or his, his use of. I think Colin, Colin Bunn, who's right on this, was just referencing the fact that Magneto, when he was a supervillain, used to build. I mean, he used to build robots and huge. Right, and um, why can't he know? I don't know why he can't. But I mean, maybe he doesn't have. He doesn't have. Uh, you know, uh, what's the word? The access. Resources? He doesn't have access to resources to build that stuff now because he's he's on the run mm-hmm. from Shield and he turned his back on the X Men and the Brotherhood, so he only has himself. So that's I think that's more him. what he meant then. I don't mean intelligence as, as okay because I mean he was always a loner. I mean he had a Brotherhood, yeah, but yeah, I mean yeah. technically, I, mean, I guess they're saying that he you know, his he resources. I guess yes, yeah, resources. I think is the issue. I don't think unless he used his powers to build things, which because powers but, are greatly diminished. So you can't build. Yeah, but you still. I mean, I could. I could. But I mean, I could have his powers. But if I don't know shit about electronics, I can't just toss stuff together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I guess I think it's that he's linking it to the powers Mm -hmm. that his powers because his powers are greatly diminished. Right, but that doesn't make any sense to me. But I don't know. So yeah, he's he's pretty much you know um, going. I guess it was for him kind of under the radar. Um, He's trying not to be paranoid um, because he figures nobody's gonna recognize him without the helmet. Uh, but yeah, he's following, he's going, pretty much following, he has this huge map of the U.S. covered in pins and notes and that kind of stuff, and he's following um, a trail of weird deaths, um, aside from his tracking down, you know, anti-mutant um, supporters. So, Magneto finds himself walking in, you know, pretty ballsy, into a police station, and Magneto, being Magneto, makes a really cool uh, entrance, flying shards of metal, and everywhere he reforms the helmet um, of metal, real cool stuff. All of this to get into a cell where this homeless guy has been accused of committing three murders, uh, murders of mutants, actually. Uh, so Magneto goes in, he, you know, puts a questioning in his painted fashion, only for the guy to transform into a sentinel, an omega sentinel. Manino, um, even though he's depowered, or, well, less powerful than usual, manages to take down the sentinel, uh, probably not as, as clinically as he once would have, um, but he's gone to take him down. And now he's on the trail to find out who is transforming regular people into Omega Sentinels. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the premise of the first book. Uh, overall, you've got some pretty cool art um, and a very interesting take on Magneto coming out of the writer Colin, Colin Bunn. The art on this book was by Gabriel Hernandez Walter with colors by Sir. Jordi Bellier. He reminds you of Steve Dillon, uh, he reminded me a little bit more of Tim Sale, actually. Kind of a bit the of way that he, yeah. Uh, Walter's done um, some stuff on. He did 
we read the was it him? Yeah, we read the uh, post X Men, X Men Avengers versus X Men miniseries where Cyclops was in jail that you liked. Yeah, that one he was on. He was on that the the one where Ileana breaks yeah, breaks yeah. Um, breaks well, Cyclops in jail. Yeah, it, it's it's flatter. Yeah, it's kind but of. But it was Tim Sill that I thought of when I saw it. I'm seeing both Seal and um, Dylan, but I'm seeing Seal a lot too. But mm-hmm. I see a combo. Mm-hmm. It's nice though. Yeah, it. it sorry, we've got to go on the So you can you finish your yeah. review? Yeah, review them. Um, this is a weird book in that Magneto is kind of like a a, a serial killer. Uh, he's at home. He's got the serial killer wall with all of the, like, the wall of crazy with all the pins and stuff. He's driving around in a pickup truck, yeah, and he's hiding in a motel, and he's killing off people um, for a, like a great cause because they've hurt mutants. But he's basically like committing a serial mm-hmm. murder each issue, uh, or we get him killing off people. He's not so much James Bond as he's like um, Dexter. Dexter, yeah, he's Dexter. He he's killing off. I'm sorry. I was just reading this. I was like, I like this book, but there's some. Yeah. He's not so much an anti-hero right. as well. I, mean, I guess he is an anti-hero. But I like I like this book. I like this return to kind of bad Magneto. I mean, well, the last few thing, years he's been bad. Boy, so, uh, he's just I mean, he shaved his head to honor Charles Xavier, but he's killing off people who hurt mutants, which is not a Charles Xavier type of thing to do. But it's, it's, it's kind of like um, when Cap got shot and Punisher decided he's going to honor Cap. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, Colin Bunn wrote Captain America for a bit, didn't he? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, Magneto has been, he's been a huge villain. He's gone up against everybody, uh, X-Men, Avengers, whatever, and then all of a sudden he's on this good tip and he joins the X-Men. And well, I mean, he's been... Uh, good uh, character as well. I mean, he was on the X-Men in the 80s yeah. um, when Charles Xavier died. So that will be purple. 13 times, that third time or fourth time that Charles died. And he was leader of the school. He led the, the New Mutants um, the last few years. And that's he was on purple suit, right? He was wearing the purple suit with the gloves. And um, again. And no arms again. With his arms out. Because, you know, if you look that good as a post- Auschwitz survivor. You yeah, should, should show let it everybody know. You show um, he was good. I think he and Storm actually shared the position of the White King in the Hellfire Club as well okay. during that period. Um, but this post um, Avengers vs. X-Men Magneto, I'm not sure about this guy except that he's an angry dude. So I mean, I liked it when he seemed to be kind of James Bondy. Now I'm thinking it's a little bit more gray. And I think that's probably the reason why the art works as well. Mm-hmm. Through his eyes, it, probably the world is a lot grayer and, and bleaker. Uh, and the art seems to reflect that. Uh, I like the new costume as well. Yeah, the black. It's a, it's a version of the white one he was wearing with um, Scott and his gang. Um, but it's like black, his arms are covered, and it's just like that white piping. It looks pretty good. Even for some guy whose powers are greatly diminished, he seems to be able to um, tear it up. Still tear it up. Uh, the reintroduction of the Omega Sentinels. Let's see where that goes. There's Sentinels everywhere now. All of the X Men books. 
Um, yeah, he helped our kids with building up my Sentinels. And Even, yeah, Holt was introduced to fighting Bastion and the Sentinels. And, um, I mean, they're definitely a big part of the X-Men mythos. Maybe but the movie, so. I don't know. So, anyway, <laughs> what do you guys think? What do you um, no, I, For me, um, I just like to see uh, characters, big superhero-style characters in smaller stories, you know, stuff that you don't normally see superheroes doing. So it's nice to see him driving around a car, talking to ordinary people, sure. stuff that you never see Magneto um, doing. So that was cool. The ingestion is central in the end. I was like, eh, so this is gonna go in that direction. But it was it was cool. I enjoyed it. The art was nice, the storytelling was nice. Magneto's character kinda seems to vary from writer to writer for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but not every writer has a good idea of yeah. what to do with him. Alright, but um it was cool. I envisioned that eventually return to Magneto being a badass superhero, super villain where he wants to take over the world and kill everybody and whatnot, but no, I'm really enjoying what he is. But I want him back eventually as the X-Men's arch nemesis. I like him more when he's an arch nemesis yeah. who believes that he's doing, doing the right thing, thing yeah. as opposed to like Grant Morrison's kind of maniacal, crazy yeah. villain, which is how he was first introduced 50 years ago. Right. This character is 50 years old, yeah. which is amazing and this is his first actual ongoing series yeah um but i i liked it but i'm still a little bit wary so i'm gonna give it a 3.5 i feel yeah, like the art was the yeah. best part um because i see where colin is going with it yeah i'll give it a 3.5 too because like i, I would have given it a four if not for the introduction he sent on the end but i'll stay with 3.5 and see where the next issue goes yeah i guess a four for me i mean the art worked um i liked this Tape on oh, you're softening in your old age. <laughs> <laughs> possibly, possibly. So yeah, I think it was a good book. Um, up next, uh, we're going to go with another review for me. This one is another number one. Um, Marvel's uh, Next Wave. This is Moon Knight. It's by Warren Ellis, writer, The Clan, Shevley. Um, the art. Uh, Alright, basically for me, I guess, this is, this is my background on it. Mar uh, Moon Knight was always like this fringe character for me. I never really got into the, any Moon Knight stories or books or whatever. Um, last I heard is that Moon Knight was this, this like muggle personality dude or whatever. Um, this series starts out and it gives you a good example of the, the, the mythos behind Moon Knight. Um, the little blurb at the start of the book says that mercenary Mark Spectre dead in Egypt under the, sta under the statue of the ancient deity... Kishnu. He returns to life in the shadow of the moon god Kosh. and war. Kishnu? Kishnu. Cool. Yeah, he returns to life under the shadow of the moon god and war his aspect to fight crime for his own redemption. He went completely insane and disappeared. This is what happens next. Um, so it starts off with this, um, this character. Uh, she is joy somebody um she's pretty much on a superhero beat and she's been kind of researching moon knight um meanwhile moon knight he appears on the on the scene of a murder um he's dressed in a completely white three-piece suit and a mask he's being chauffeured to cut around in a automated car um uh, automated limo actually so don't think like you know batman tumblr this is all class and he appears on a scene. 
Um, the telling the question lets the officers know that, oh no, this isn't Moon Knight because there's a warrant with this guy and if you were to actually see Moon Knight, you would need to, you know, do everything possible to arrest him. This is actually Mr. Knight and he's like a consultant on the weirdness. Um, so they investigate a murder about this guy who's been cut to bits. He is, uh, and it reveals that some of the victims, are the victims like this guy, they were all of some other type. So people like Wade, uh, bouncers, security guards, gym rats. Um, they've all been cut to pieces, had bits cut out of them. Um, so Moon Knight, or Mr. Knight, that's being called by the detective, is on the case. Um, he tracks um, things down to the sewers and ends up going into a abandoned um, shield um, salad base where he meets up with a abandoned shield agent, pretty much, um, who is the murderer in question. This guy is, he's a freaking horror story, actually. Um, he's cyborg, lots of tubes and stuff coming from him. He's got the left arm, which is a machete, and a right arm, and a right leg that looks like a some sort of guard implement. This is the Oscarius with blade running leg. Yeah, weirdness. Anyway, he says his, his sob story is that an ID blew the crap out of him and shield tossed him out. Like, he's been running around digging up old shield tech, um, killing the fit people, um, so like security guards and gym people, to kind of rebuild his body in an attempt to get back into the good rest of shield. Obviously, he's a loon. Anyway, Moon Knight takes him down in cool clinical fashion um, with a moon blade thing, I don't know what they're called, a moon orang, whatever, um, to an important piece of um, machinery on Mr. Cyborg, and blocks a bullet with another one of his little moon, moon orang thing of bobbies, and takes down the weird cyborg. Cool. Um, it also shows that Mark Spector has been getting psychological assistance from a shrink um, psychiatrist, doctor person. Um, and it is revealed that his madness was actually because of um, the moon god's influence where the multiple personalities were different aspects of or personalities to fit different aspects of the moon god um, it also points out and this is actually from the comic that the bad news is, is that he has, his spider has brain damage, apparently. Um, yeah. So, um, it gives you lots of information about Moon Knight. Um, the other thing I should add about this is that the art on this book is, is really, really cool. Um, it's not quite monochromish, but it's a lots of shades of grey throughout. Um, except for the sequence where he's fighting the crazy X-Shield cyborg guy um, where you've got you no know, flashes of red added to the color palette um, but beyond that the book is filled with with kind of not quite grayscale but it's pretty close um, Mark Spector aka Moon Knight he's in white throughout the book but the rest of the book is all kind of glorious um, near grayscale colors, uh, kind of washed out in parts. 
it really fits, I think, this new character who made. Um, what do you guys think of this book? I love this book, actually. Um, if we're talking about She-Hulk um, having a lot of series, uh, Moon Knight has had five uh, different series before this one. This will be the sixth Moon Knight series that Marvel has put up. Uh, and this is amazing for a character that is not A or B list at all. I mean, Moon Knight is a C list superhero. <laughs> I think it's his look. But he has a very cool look. That's yeah, probably what it puts Yeah, it. but um, I think, I guess, arguably, if you think like um, the 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 nineties Moon Knight, um, like Stephen Platt and those who were working on it. Probably is the one that rose him more to most to prominence. I don't think that the Bendis one that was in twenty eleven or the stuff that came in two thousand six really caught on. Um, I don't think he's been very prominent since the nineties. So they have different aspects of the character. This is the best feel for this character because he the weirdness, the kind of noir feel of this book, I think totally fits the Moon Knight stuff, and um, they've managed somehow to to. Uh, reference the aspects of the character that work and just jettison stuff that doesn't make sense so um, the psychiatrist saying the Bendis idea that oh you pretended to be these people so you split personalities like that doesn't make any sense um, so Warren Ellis has brought it back to the mythology of the Egyptian god it totally works um, while keeping the kind of weirdness and the art on this uh, the clan Shalvi's art I, I guess there is not even the art. I think it's probably the color. The color. Yeah. Having everything colored but the suit so that he's in black and white always, but everything else is colored, like visually really works. Um, but Shelby's, Shelby's art also, I thought was a big selling point. The kind of weird feel to it. Um, and it doesn't feel like, it feels like a good Warren Ellis story because Ellis, as of late, has been kind of more, not as strong as he can be in some other stuff. The weirdness is good, but he's not overdoing it so far. I, I liked I liked it, the first series. Yeah, you pretty much said what I want to say. Um, the more fake feeling uh, and the crime aspect, serial killer, weird stuff. That is a to take because I mean, Molly's basically what kind of Batman type clone. Yeah, I mean, he's a Batman. Right? He's, so he's and the detective part too right. is important. Uh, so it's good to take him away from typical Batman type superhero stuff and put him in his own little area. So it really works. Um, you said the art, him in that all white suit, it's fantastic to look at. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of the suit. Is that permanent or is it just for this? The next issue has him wearing the more traditional cowl. Right. Yeah. It looks like it looks like he's going to be wearing the Moon Knight. Outright with police. I think. And the other one they drive but when he interacts with people, he's going to be the suit. Moon Knight with right. just the... With the three-piece suit, right. Yeah, but yeah, it was a good book. I'm going to stick with it for the time being. Hopefully it lasts this time. And does it sh I find books like this that start so strongly um, and with this particular outlook and area of it, when they shift writers or creative teams, mm -hmm. kind of go downhill, yeah, yeah. like Winter Soldier, for example. So hopefully whoever takes, hopefully Ellis stays on for a while and whoever takes on, takes on for him, can sustain what's been going on. Yeah, because Moon Knight could be like a, a good Sherlock Holmes character yeah. if they do it probably. If you deal with a guy who's smart but kind of Damaged. Insane, yeah. damaged. Oh, yeah, damaged. Mm -hmm. You can really get some good stuff. Agreed. Yeah. Well, this is, this would be a good point to show out. Uh, Ryan Woodruff, a uh, member on the Outsiders forum, he's this. He's got this huge um, 
um, interest in Egyptian mythology and he's been going on about how he thinks more comic book stuff should feature the Egyptian pantheon. So, um, Brian Knight, I think this is a book for you. Um, so, check it out. In that case, I should also uh, shout out Jason Brown, who has been hailing up this book on the forums. And he pointed out that the ink washes on this book are also really good. We don't think about the importance of inkers a lot, but uh, the ink on this book is, is um, very compelling. So, uh, Jason as well. Alright, uh, so I'll be read it. Uh, I give it a 4.5. I don't want to go with that high. I'll give it a 4. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm, um, yeah. I think I'll four. give it a uh, 4 for Noah. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it, but let see me what just, happens. Yeah, let me see. I think, it's I think you have two issues in a row that's not good because I love Ellis. Mm-hmm. So I'll. Bump on my score, but for Noah 4, still a bit weird. Yeah, the last good thing else has done for Marvel was like, what, next wave? Yeah, which I did not read. Oh, you should read that. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. So good. I like his other stuff, so I don't know. Alright, so, um, we're not sticking with Marvel. I'm gonna review what's been going on with Superior Spider Man with Goblin Nation. Um, what has been going on with Superior Spider Man? Yeah, okay, so we are on the countdown. To seeing uh, Peter Parker return, you Ooh. have a little you have a little map at Magneto at home, right? Yeah, all the, all the points. points and the stuff that Slot has been doing. Um, I normally give Slot a lot of flat, but he has been placing his pieces very strategically. Are you seeing stuff pay off that's been happening over the months? I appreciate that. Um, Goblin Nation um, last issue we would have seen Carly and being uh, last few issues we were seeing Carly being kidnapped by Menace and the other goblins. Because Hobgoblin and all the other goblin people are working for Green Goblin, who is supposed, everybody thinks is Norman Osborn, but I suspect that he isn't. Who was supposed to be? It's not Norman. No, they would have seen his face by now. It's been it's some kind of mystery. It's not Norman. I'm pretty sure it's not Norman. Come on, Norman escaped from the hospital. I think that's on purpose to make us think that it is. It's Norman. Yeah, I don't yeah, think it is. I don't think it is either, right? Yeah. So, um, last we seen, the goblins had attacked Spider Island. Uh, Otto is fleeing. Um, Carly and everybody goes after. Carly goes after. Goblin sends all his goblin minions after different targets. People all connected to Peter Parker. Um, he's also at this point. He has the knowledge that Peter Parker is not Peter Parker. He isn't sharing with anybody as yet, but he knows what he's going to do with it. His mini goblins all go after targets. Um, but fortunately, Mary Jane and crew have been expecting this. And they have strategies in place to get away um peter's attacked by carly in her guises what's her name as her goblin game i don't even know no. I, goblin queen I don't think it's goblin queen i don't know but it's monster right. she's called monster, monster. yeah it's already taken yeah. goblin queen's already taken right so monster goes after peter um uh, sorry well after auto i'm never gonna call him peter and uh, he <laughs> takes her out he takes so he gives her a kick and also her headpiece so norman can no longer norman in quotes can no longer listen in the Green Goblin. Right, the Green Goblin. So she's still partially in control and she wants to help Otto to take out Norman because he has some serious plans for the world. Um, in between that, Anna Maria, Otto's girlfriend, is also kidnapped. Um, and we get a glimpse into, Norm, into Otto's head where we see Peter continually placing his, putting his, places in, his pieces in place and his plan to take back over. He's getting some 
problems though because he keeps um interacting with Norman the Otto's auto psych and he keeps being his memories are diluted by Otto's all the time so I don't know at the end of the day if we're gonna get a merged Peter Parker with Otto uh, personality which I do not want or what's gonna happen um, I am skeptical about what's gonna happen with Peter what's gonna happen with the Goblin because Slot is a major troll <laughs> and they, this could all be one big troll to get us all set up again and not give me what I want. <laughs> um, Jonah's also setting up a bunch of spider slayers to go after um, not Otto and the goblins and whatnot. He's retasked them as goblin slayers. So there's a bunch of stuff happening in this book. It has a huge crossover feel, a big feel to it. I mean, like, but it feels, like, despite the fact that many crossovers have burnt me into their book, right. yeah. I am very weary. Yeah, but sometimes when the you get the first two issues are. Very it good, feels yeah. like like it will have some kind of significance. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like a, although we know that Slot more than likely has been um, tasked by editorial because of the movie coming out one out to get Peter back on yeah, stage. Yeah. It still feels like it feels organic like it's been building and everything is coming together for one big finale. It doesn't feel rushed or anything. I'm really enjoying it. I like I said it gives a lot of flat for certain aspects of his writing I don't quite enjoy. But as long as I get Peter back, I'm happy. Um, Kevin Cully is on the art, and all the three spider artists is Stegman still on this, or he's permanently on Wolverine now? I don't even know. I look and check. Yeah, between Stegman, Kevin Cully, and Ramos, I enjoy Kevin Cully the most. The art is beautiful. The story is tripping. Like both feels really short because the action is just just coming on real fast. And yeah, every two week two weeks is too long of a time for this book to come out. I really enjoy it. Personally, I give it a I give it a solid four. I love the fact that you dislike the fact that it's Otto, but you are still enjoying the story. Yeah, like I like, said, that's honest. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah, I really am enjoying the story. I guess as a testament to Slot's writing, um, I dislike the character. He's such a asshole. <laughs> but yeah, but the overall story is compelling enough that I can look past that and enjoy it for what it is. Well, I, I don't know. I I probably want a few people that don't want Peter Parker about. Yes, you said yeah, that. I, I, Peter Parker stayed dead happily. Um, I I enjoyed what Otto has been bringing to the the Spider Mantle. Um, and yeah, well, well, it's inevitable that Peter Parker come back. I'm hoping that some new cool things from Otto stay on board. Like use of tech, that's been that's been great. Um, Somebody said burn it all. <laughs> yeah, I no, scrub for like a week. <laughs> I really hope to keep some of the tech actually as well, because um, it's been effective. It would help, yeah. Uh, although it's interesting having the uh, Goblin King using. Did you guys read the second part of this as well? Yeah, did. Yeah, using the, to to hide from. Yeah, using yeah. the same tech to hide yeah. from uh, Spider Man. That's also so that's I probably try a testament to 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 all those hubers because I mean. I'm so good. I don't. I don't. Nobody yeah, can yeah, hack me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think Peter would be a little more careful and say, "Well, you know." Well, what see, I mean? the thing is, Peter would have set up in the first place. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, it is hubris, but it's also interesting that he he set it up and it was helpful, and now it's being used again. Yeah. Like I kind of like that. I also like the idea of other tech being affected because mm-hmm. of it. Like, um, what is the name? Re- of it? The Wraith not being able to see the goblins because of it. Yeah. I, I thought that was 
Uh, but so, Otto is and, and that actually isn't that actually isn't um, Otto's tech. That's um, the young guy Jackson. Yeah, he's the one that developed the, the, the visual stuff. component. Yeah, but it. I guess it works on the same frequency or something. But yeah, it's yeah. Otto's. Otto's too confident. He has. He thinks he's the best. So all that's gonna work against. But the, it is a cool kind of chess game. I mean, the comic mm-hmm. part too is the Goblin King playing mm-hmm. chess with Spider-Man as a piece. But uh, having Spider-Man walk into the Goblin King's lair to see what's happening, and then the Goblin King attacks Spider-Man, and we mm-hmm. find out that it's a hologram. Yeah. It is kind of back and forth thing. That was uh, really cool. Said, I didn't see that. Very cool. That was they really cool. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, that was really cool. And the references back to other things that um, Slot has done, Spider mm-hmm. Island, mm-hmm. the tech from you know having stuff set up, and one all the stuff, stuff yeah. having him set up. Parker Industries like this back and forth, like having all these different pieces that mm-hmm. he's he's pulling from from his own stuff. Yeah. I mean, a like, lot of people are pissed off. With but like stuff. I said, that's what really impressing because he yeah. it shows that he's trying for a second. He's ready. Yeah. Stuff that I didn't expect him to do. I was like, whoa. Or seeing how it develops and then figuring out how yeah. he can bring in something. Well, maybe he did that. Where uh, where are you saying, buddy? That was talking about how this kind of all be so planned out by Slaughter and he's just winging it. Like I said, a lot of stuff. I thought he was just winging it, and then I thought like the um the backlash from fans caused him to tailor his writing in a certain direction. But a lot of stuff I've seen, like Cliff was mentioning, a lot of stuff that he planted earlier is coming back in play. I don't know if he just said, all right, I'm sorry to use this now, or mm-hmm. if he had it all planned out before, but mm-hmm. it's impressive. It's probably a combination of both. Yeah. I mean, I think some things about him, he realized yeah. where he could take mm-hmm. take something, then he realized he had to break something. Yeah. Uh, our sound engineers pointed out that this will all end in April. Yeah. And you are being fools. A major troll. Yes. April that. and Peter Parker because uh, spoilers listeners if you haven't read the issue mm-hmm. yet uh, you can stop or jump ahead about 10 seconds uh, Peter Parker hiding in the in the memories has resulted in him thinking mm-hmm. that he's Peter that he's Otto, Otto yeah. so maybe you'll get that Peter with a lot of Otto's um, tendencies I don't, I don't think you get that Peter as Dr. Octopus full of tentacles I don't think I don't think Otto could. I don't think Slot could survive this troll this time. <laughs> He's done it several times. That's the last thing. No, but this would be this would be too ridiculous. <laughs> the too sales ridiculous. of the Spider Man would say. My God, I think he would have to go in a hiding. <laughs> but we'll see. I like I said, I give it a solid four. I really oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. I enjoyed it well. fully. Right. Moving good. on. Um, do we have more Marvel books? That's all of our Marvel books. Yeah. So it's into DC now. Marvel DC. DC book. Which I will be reviewing, which is Forever Evil. Number six. six. Number six. Wow. Let me just get out of the way first. Um, Forever Evil for me has been hit and miss. The profile titles and the Titan books I have not been enjoying. Um, the only two I've been enjoying really are the Forever, Forever Evil main book and the Justice League book. Uh, okay, so the Crime Syndicate has invaded our, our Earth. They've taken out the Justice League in one fell swoop. Only Batman is loose and running around. And of Catwoman. course he is. Of course he is, right. Like, little rat he is. Um, no, she's <laughs> Batman. Let's <laughs> go go there. Um, he has enlisted Catwoman and Lex Luthor and a whole bunch of other villains in, as a last-ditch attempt to stop the Crime Syndicate. The Crime Syndicate at this point um, are running wild, taking out people, taking out um, getting everybody to swear allegiance to them. They've taken on the internet and stuff. They've um, corrupted Cyborg. Uh, they've corrupted Firestorm as well. Um, so at this point, they have a 
prisoner they brought along with them. A good as Taylor can put it, as a last ditch attempt to stop this entity that's destroyed their world, that's possibly gonna follow them. So he's their secret weapon. Uh, this book, Power Ring has been killed. That's the country, parallel earth, the Green Lantern. So his ring is out looking for a super host and it gives off an energy which attracts the entity to our earth. So the Batman and crew and the anti-Justice League, whatever you want to call them, the bad guys, infiltrate the crime syndicate's headquarters and they release the prisoner who major spoilers here so like Khalil says if you don't want to hear skip ahead about 10-20 seconds is revealed to be their Lex Luthor Alexander Luthor from Earth 3 who which was a big shocker for me is imbued with the power of reverse Shazam was it Mazas is what we call it Mazas right he says Mazas and he turns into a big badass Shazam type and he kills Johnny Quick and he promises to kill everybody and that's how he bookends yeah <laughs> He, so, so okay so most but he doesn't just kill him he absorbs his energy yeah, into himself yeah. Wait, so we don't know how this Shazam reverse Shazam works right so obviously he absorbs power and pulls him up yeah this would be extra power because be, he absorbs people's energy yeah that's why he's so badass I guess because if he is a direct parallel to our Shazam type power people Black Adam wasn't much of a match for Ultraman, so the fact that the entire current sick is afraid of this guy obviously does a little bit more of his powers. Um, it was a fantastic book. I don't know if it's just really shot volume, but it had maybe me. He's like, maybe he's like a Maisel where he just takes people's powers because the first thing he does when he gets the tape off is that he shows his reverse Shazam mm-hmm. thing and a huge bullet and then crackles down. Yeah, black thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And, I don't know if it's like a measle, but I guess he feels like energy as well. I don't know. Maybe that's his harness stuff that he has on that does that. Maybe it's not the power itself. I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, maybe two ways. Like, the Arshazam's, the power Shazam is shared, isn't it? Or it used to be? Mm-hmm, so, right, like, maybe that's why Black Adam isn't that powerful, but this guy is just the only person who has this stuff, this Black power, so, Black Shazam power, so maybe that's why he's so badass. But, um, the the crossover was kind of slowing down. This kicked it back into high gear, so I'm really looking forward to see what happens next. The art by um, David Finch is he was always good. I also love Finch. Um, Johns has been coasting as a late in everything he does, but <laughs> <laughs> this was pretty decent. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple of things. I mean, I, I guess you guys probably figured out it was the third Lex as well. Yeah, I figured out it was yeah, Alexander. Me too yeah. as well. Um, once okay. he once he, the hood came up, I was like, oh, oh no, no, yeah. Oh, uh, well, before, before that, but yeah, before, I was yeah. like, it's yeah. totally Alexander. But once that came off, you were like, because yeah. the crime syndicate, obviously. Yeah. But then having him not be a, a good, good guy, guy. Yeah. and then having him be a, a Captain Marvel, yeah, that was the kicker. That was kicker. Yeah. A couple of things. I'm not sure about the interaction. We didn't point out that what happens with Dick Grayson. Oh yeah, Dick. Dick is um, captured and he's in. What's it called? No, what's the machine called? Machine. A murder machine, machine. like an inescapable um, harness. Um, he's wearing to a bomb that can only be stopped once his heart stops. So Lex apparently suffocates him. Which Batman, being Batman, sure is just a way to stop the machine and right. then resuscitate it. But Batman's very emotional in this. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna let it go yeah. because it's, it's yeah. right. his connection to Dick. Although I was like. That man is as smart as Lex. Right, he should notice the only way to probably do it. It was a little off, but 
I find Batman's characterization, right, for me, is weird. It's like um, a double-edged sword. On one hand, I'm happy. On the other hand, I'm a little upset. Batman's characterization in New 52, especially in Dark Justice League, is not the, what I want it to be. He, he's he's marginalized. Like, he's marginalized in it. And his yeah. writing of the League altogether all over the place yeah. I do not understand I don't get it I'm going to say it again I said it before he's of everybody who's on his favorites so he, he writes does here. he writes Hal Jordan yeah. well he writes Barry Allen well yeah. the rest he just writes like shit yeah, yeah. But, not, yeah but even within that he doesn't have a clearer character yeah, for yeah. Yeah. He just his story. Superman his Wonder Woman his Batman in the JL title I feel like they're all over the yeah. place and yeah. Batman's relationship with the league is not what I'm accustomed to. He right. he's still a, he's still a douche, but he doesn't have respect that they normally give him, and he doesn't seem disaffective. And right. it's kind of off putting. But for I me. just find it strange, like that. I mean, I always think of him as as smart as Lex. Yeah, he should be. He should have been able to figure out what Lex yeah. was doing. Yeah. Just, mm. He just seems like an angry um, guy in here. But tossing, the, tossing the other villains, very emotional. Yeah. Yeah. The other villains like. Captain Cold. Yeah. Uh, but that's one of his favorites as well because he he's wrote, a, he's he wrote a, he's Cole. A role. He right, he wrote Cole well. with Wally West and all. Yeah, he yeah. loves, he, he wrote entire issues he wrote with Captain Cold. So he yeah. clearly loves the character. And he did it really well. He did it really it was, well, yeah. It was super, it was violent. Yeah. Uh, but funny, it was, and he, yeah, dude, again, these villains are badass. You saw a black oh, man to Black Manta. Manta. Yeah, yeah, the way he wrote Black Manta. Alfred Tickle, the Alfred Tickle, the Yeah. Yeah, this right. book was full of uh, high points, not full of shocking um, panels. It was, it was. A, I mean, if you paid three ninety for comic book this month, this is probably mm-hmm. what to get for value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. This, yeah. this book for me though, um, all right, it was action packed beginning to end, but it was also filled with all these tiny little details that were just so cool. Um, all right, so you you got Black Adam who just wants a, uh, his rematch with Ultraman. the Ultraman. Um, Sinestro, I'm still not sure how Sinestro got on Earth, anyway, but Sinestro in this is, like we mentioned before, still quite badass. Um, and these villains, they're the ones outside the world. Captain Cold in this, it shows you that he's, he's actually kind of smart. Mm-hmm. And it actually shows you his relationship or his level of respect for the Flash. Um, there's a line in here where we he have mutual respect. Yeah, where he, he tells um, Johnny Quick, we have mutual respect. And he, he gets his gun, which is voice activated by me. How cool is that? To freeze his guy's sight, and then he kicks it off. Which gives him the impression that, due his mutual respect, he doesn't take out the flash. Like he yeah, can, like, he can take out the flash if he wanted. Yeah, yeah. But he could put on the Or there the could be more. More, yeah. It, it, could, more, be it could be a little harsher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If they, like, probably the flash could also. Take him over, but you know, we want mutual respect, so we'll just keep at this level yeah. instead of, yeah. You know, also Black Manta, it shows the level of tech that he's got. His suit is perfectly sealed. Mm-hmm. The Tomica can't get in to, to do any harm. And she'd be running around, because uh, her parents doing all kinds of crap, all kinds of heroes. I also like that. It shows that hero that these characters aren't um, carbon copies or cut out to one another. I mean, yeah, yeah, the yeah, level of, yeah, the level of intensity that, um, that yeah, the level of intensity that Black Manta has and is insane. Man, it's like, He's a psycho, basically. He's not. Yeah. He's not cold. Cold is a more low level. I want to steal and get some money and that kind of thing. But this day, Black Man is something else. Black Man is nothing. He treated the outside as a threat. Yeah. He's like, no, no talk, yeah. no announcements. 
and Stan yeah. is going to be still there. So um, our song guy was telling me that we should check out um, the rogue the rogue book for the um, for the soul also for every rogue book that is pretty good. You get some more insight from these guys, which I might check out based on this as well. I don't know. Um, I think that this. I, while you guys have been enjoying it clearly the February boat's moving too slowly for mm-hmm. me it just again I've bur- it's burned for Trinity War all through the villains month so I was already skeptical it was moving too slowly for me and it felt like it was shredding water especially last issue mm-hmm. uh, but six really delivered a lot of excitement and action but I mean that's because seven is, seven is coming and this is all going to be over even though the, we've already seen the ramifications going to happen from the follow-up from this. Uh, as a single issue, I enjoyed it, but as part of this thing, I just feel again, here's another kind of ongoing storyline that could mm-hmm. have been done shorter, in, shorter yeah. in a shorter set of books. Um, a lot of cool uh, twists and some good... I'm still not sure what Marvel's going to do with Dick Grayson, so... DC. Like, DC yeah, sorry, DC's going to do with Dick Grayson, so good for them for keeping me on the edge of my seat. But... Um, Overall, the series, if it finishes not as good as this issue, I would not be surprised. And this, the penultimate issue is pretty big, it's a big one, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Here's something else I noticed. And it was bananas. Yeah, Wait, when the hell does an electrical have like a helmet or some force field thing for his head? You know what he gets? Batman beats him in my face. He wants to go into his head, so. Yeah, but you got this you big power suit and you don't have like, like an invisible helmet. helmet or something? Come on. I don't know. This would be classic look, I guess. Okay, um, so here's... Uh, also, who thinks this is going to be... Before you get there, it's not... Um, you think there might be some kind of other repercussions to do with Bizarro? Because I mean, he's speaking and we seem to be more intelligent. And somebody mentioned it in the book. That's a buddy-buddy. Oh, I didn't see that. But yeah. there, was a couple, there was a couple of things that I thought was interesting. We know that someone is working with... Uh, the, Alexander uh, Luther yeah. because someone told him soon mm-hmm. was, it, was it the outsider? Oh, was it the outsider or was it somebody else because I think there may be a twist that one of the other members of the crime syndicate is working with him okay. uh, and then there's also this entity that's coming uh, following the energy there's something else coming so yeah. there's, there's a couple other threads uh, that they have to deal with so it's not just the crime syndicate versus the anti-justice league there's also mm-hmm. But is Alexander Luther a bad guy or he's just unhinged? Because he says at the end that he's going to become the most powerful hero. He's going to kill all of them. And then he says, I'm going to become the most powerful hero your world has ever seen. He used the word hero. Maybe insane. Right. I give this book a 4.5. I really enjoy it. Um, my five depends on the wrap up. I and agree. Back, yeah. And the series. The well, series as a whole. I, I can enjoy it as yeah. well. 4.5. Yeah. It's great. Um, do we have any other books? No, we just got a bunch of recommendations, really. Oh, yeah, I have a ton of recommendations. You guys go first. Ugh, dude, well... Recommendations, recommendations. basically, what we're reading and enjoying. Yeah. Yes, well, all right, I stumbled across... uh, It's a book by... uh, I'll tell you in a minute. It's actually by Marvel, strangely enough. Um, This is another Marvel book written by Jeff Lindsay, who is the author of Dexter. Um... He's the creator of Dexter, and since the series on the show then wrapped up, um, the character Dexter has now moved into a graphic novel. It's going to be a limited issue, five, limited series, five issue book. Um, illustrated by Dalibor Talal Jik. Another weird name. Anyway, um, so if you're a fan of Dexter, 
and you're looking to get more of a Dexter fix, you can do that with this series by Marvel. Like I said, it's a limited series, and it's called Dexter Down Under. Basic premise, Dexter Morgan, who's a brilliant forensic blood spatter analyst um, for the Miami-Dade Police Department. He's actually going to be spending some time down under in Australia. Um, he gets um, called down or transferred or seconded, however you want to look at it, down to Australia to investigate um, some murders that are happening down there. Um, and he links up with a police officer, we call them inspectors down there, um, who reminds him a lot of his sister. Um, and he basically gets a taste of Australian life while investigating this this um, serial killer. That's pretty much it. Um, fans of Dexter, I think this would appeal more to them than to anybody else. Um, so if you want to see more of Dexter, the story of Dexter Morgan, check out Dexter Down Under, um, a limited series, fight issues only. Um, I have some other recommendations coming up. Uh, let's go on my list. Uh, another one of my recommendations was Batman 28. Uh, Batman 28 is kind of like a jump forward in time for the Batman book. Um, highlights were that Catwoman, Selina Kyle, she's no longer Catwoman, but she's actually now a crime kingpin. Think Wilson Fisk. Um, she's a kingpin in Gotham now. Also, Batman has a new sidekick, Harper Rowe, who's been um, featured for a bit in the Batman books under Scott Snyder. Um, she's now Batman's new partner, Bluebird. She uses um, martial arts as well as a giant um, stun rifle, a taser rifle, um, which is interesting because Batman normally doesn't let his sidekicks run around using guns. Um, also, I'm going to mention Cataclysm, Ultimate Last Stand, the whole Cataclysm of the Ultimate Universe wrapped up in issue five. Um, big thing was that you had Kitty Pride. Um, taking off some pin particles, going giant size, and going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Galactus. Uh, I know some people on the forum thought that was quite ludicrous, but again, it wraps up the this round of the of a new uh, Ultimate Reboot. Um, you can also check out Superman Wonder Woman number 5, which has Superman and Wonder Woman going up against Zod and Fiora, and Wonder Woman sharing some epic hands. Um, Khalil, what were you? Um, I've got a few too. Uh, the first one that I'm going to reference is a graphic novel, not a comic book per se. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a bit late because I think it came out like three or four years ago. Uh, but I've only just gone around to reading it. And that's uh, Fun Home by Alexa, uh, Alison Bechdel. Um, she's also the creator of another wonderful graphic novel called um, Are You My Mother? Uh, Fun Home has gotten a ton of awards, but certainly doesn't need uh, me to pick it up. It was up for the Eisner, it was up for a couple of other ones, and it's basically a self-contained story of um, her real relationship with her dad, um, which is very fraught. It's a tragic comedy, um, references Icarus a lot. Um, but basically, Fun Home, Alex Alison Bechdel, um, it's about the breakup of her parents' marriage, her own exploration of her sexuality, 
Um, and it's funny and it's sad and uh, it's gotten a lot of um, uh, acclaim since it came out, but I, I think it's still worth checking out. So uh, you can probably get it off Amazon or most anywhere else that you could look for it. Um, Fun Home by Alison Bechdel. And if you do like that, then I recommend that you also go find her other book, Are You My Mother? Um, in the realm of uh, comic books, uh, I would say you should check out um, Chew, number 40, which came up with Image uh, last week, Wednesday. Um, Chew, number 40, uh, kind of reset, not resets, but brings a lot of threads together. So if you felt like the book was treading war, you could check that out. Um, sign up for the last 20 episodes, the last 20 issues, because it's going to finish in issue 60. Um, it is an issue where Tony Chu and his partner are stoned out of their minds. And so uh, for the whole issue, the art keeps changing, the premise keeps changing, um, but it also references why his sister died and things that she's put into place for Tony to find to help him defeat the vampire. So uh, Alison Bechdel's uh, Fun Home and Chew Number 40 are my recommendations for this week. Alright, uh, my turn? Uh, I've got quite a few recommendations. I'm going to get in detail of a couple of them. Um, first of all, just to get the mainstream stuff all the way, um, Punisher new Punisher book is pretty good. I'm always a Punisher fan. I really like his mass book. I wasn't really into him in the mainstream Marvel Universe, but they found a way to give you a bit of both in one title. So, I mean, it's Edmondson and Gerard Sousa on this book. Pencils and art. I'm not sure the first names, which I should have known, but anyway. Um, Punisher is on trail of a street gang from New York, all the way to LA, selling drugs and um, called Del Souls. And they've got this horrific chemical weapon which used to kill a lot of people. And it's but he you've been dealing with street gangs and whatnot and he suddenly busts upon Electro. So that tosses in a little bit of regular Marvel U. But it's still clean, it's still all bloody and it's still it's not already like Max was, but it shows Frank at its best. Um lone guy with a gun against impossible odds. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, my next recommendation is Deadly Class, that's an image book by Rick Remender, I think it is. This book is bizarre. It's a bunch of kids of hitmen, kids of dictators, kids of drug lords, kids of CIA, FBI agents, all come together in this underground school to learn the deadly arts. Um, it's just like high school, except that we kill people. Um, the classes are the black arts, classes are all the hand-to-hand, uh, poisons, stuff like that. It's kind of like Hogwarts, but, you know, killing people. <laughs> so... Um, that is pretty good, and there's some bizarre stuff in there. The first page is very disturbing, and the last two pages are even more so disturbing. It just in you know, it's involved. It involves um, bestiality, like basically, it's <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, Masters Royals at War. That's um, probably all the royal families in the world are gifted with superpowers, but they don't interfere. When wars, when world wars start, they all sign this treaty that we don't get involved in wars. Um, what happens is that the prince of England, he can't stand in World War II, he can't stand to see his beloved London being bombed, so he intervenes um, with the German bombers. Oh, come yeah. to history, totally up your It is, yeah. So that triggers off the other royals who say, well, if you start this shit, we get involved now. So that's mm-hmm. what that book is all about. Um, I mentioned. Who's putting that up? That's, I think, is that Avatar again? I think that's Avatar again. Avatar is doing some good stuff, but let me just verify. Um, 
that is no that's vertical actually my bad that's dc that's a vertical so book. that sounds pretty interesting yeah it's good yeah um my next book is trillium i've mentioned that before so i wouldn't get into details on that but that's jeff lemire that's really good it's trippy a very trippy weird looking book all painted and, and funny but it's great um martin is that Lawrence. a book you're reading with a female yeah female yeah actor I, yeah i have no problem with that as long as, it, as long as yeah i'm all progressive and stuff you know as long as it's good it's good it's a very good book. That's exactly what people think of you when they think of you. They think of way progressive. <laughs> Ask me, modern man, 21st century. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy, Mark Millar. Um, another deconstruction book of superheroes, but, you know, it's cool. It's very good. Um, it's Brian Hitch is on art, and I can always, I love his stuff. Um, Rover Red Charlie by Garth Ennis, Avatar. Say that again. Rover Red Charlie. Three dogs who are in a post-apocalyptic world where mankind went nuts and kill themselves i mean literally nuts people will be talking like broken language and jump off roofs and something like that was that picture be happening mm-hmm. right people kill themselves it's like that so only the animals are alive now and they are struggling to survive in a post-apocalyptic world um and starlight which is similar again which is kind of a twist on the flash gordon flash gordon john carter type thing um this hero he went to he was a test pilot he got trapped in this part this other dimension or whatever he had a bunch of adventures, saved the world, came back to Earth, got married, grew up, had kids, became he's an older gentleman, old 60-something, and his life isn't what he thought it would have been. His kids don't care much for him. Um, his wife died of cancer. And suddenly, at the end of the book, he's visited by a ship from the dimension again, and it looks like he's going to go back to that world and have some more adventures. But there's also the chance that he may just be senile right? and imagine everything, but who knows? Is I'm enjoying it so far, so yeah, those are my recommendations. Anything cool. else? Wow, yeah. extensive. Yeah, I'm reading a lot of good books. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's our recommendations. That's our show for this week. We had a lot of fun, I really enjoyed it. As usual, I am way well before Sally. Where can they find this show? Where can you find this show? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, um, right. Um, you can find our podcast at our blog spot page and Gibson you gotta tell this I am a blank <laughs> <laughs> I am a blank you can find us on the outsiders comic book dot you can find us on the Facebook page the outsiders comic book underground you can find us at Twitter the outsiders comic outsiders comic at outsiders comic, at outsiders comic. Um, you can uh, tweet us leave us a message on the Facebook page or Download us on off the blog or off iTunes. Um, leave an iTunes review. We don't have any of those yet, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, we're gonna try a few changes with the show. Um, we're gonna try to get some more comments and, and letters from you guys and some suggestions. So the whole that can listen. Um, yeah, we're trying to improve and keep things fresh. So as usual, that's it, and we will see you guys in another couple of weeks. You're out.